Welcome to the podcast, From Our Home to Yours, with Nancy Campbell, founder and publisher of Above Rubies. It's where we learn to forgive in that home. Hello again, ladies. We are so excited to be back with you. Pearl is with me again because we couldn't tell you everything in the last session and I know you were so blessed. Um, If you didn't hear it, you need to go back and hear uh, the last podcast. You may even want to listen to it again. And we're talking about the vagus nerve and how that as we activate this nerve in our bodies that it can Uh, change our whole lives. It can change uh, our marriage. It can just change our family life. And we were talking about this in the last session um, about um, our marriage and also about uh, our children. And it's so amazing, you know, how it's such a wonderful lifestyle that in the home, it's the most wonderful place to turn on the vagus nerve because, you know, you have a husband to love and you have children to love and you have all these little darling babies and toddlers around whom you just can't help loving and you're squeezing and squishing and loving and cuddling and all day long. And and that's all releasing the vagus nerve, isn't it? It's amazing. Now, I actually read... A quote which I thought was rather interesting, Pearly. Okay, but before you do, Mum, oh, yeah, we will sure. talk about oh, what the vagus right. nerve is. For yeah. the people who missed out, yes. it's it's the longest nerve in your body, mm. and when it's activated, it um, is incredible at uh, taking down inflammation in your body. It it boosts your immune system. It can heal and repair even organ damage. Basically, every ailment. It can have a positive effect on headaches, depression, these sorts of things. So we want our vagus nerve stimulated because it's the healer of our bodies. And scientists are just discovering this. And so they're discovering ways we can turn it on. And last session, we talked about one of the hugest ways that stimulates the vagus nerve is love, showing love to one another. It's incredible, but it turns it on. So that's what we talked about. So now we're just like part two. Yes, so amazing. But I read this quote from Jordan Fallis, and uh, she said, what's interesting, or he, <laughs> some, I think it's a he, um, what's interesting is that studies have even shown that vagal tone is passed on from mother to child. Mothers who are depressed, anxious, and angry during their pregnancy have lower vagal activity. And once they give birth to their child, the newborn also has low vagal activity and low dopamine and serotonin levels. So that's very powerful and challenging, isn't it? That it it doesn't start just now. It starts in pregnancy right at the beginning once again that also reveals the power of the baby growing and being 
created by God in the womb. This is not some inanimate thing. It's a precious living child. And this child is affected by our emotions, our emotions of love and acceptance and joy at this pregnancy will bless our our baby even when it's born. But, you know, if a mother's anxious and fearful and depressed and so on, that's going to be very negative for her baby. That's something we need to really think about. It is, mum. And you know, depressed people have shown in studies to have low, lower vagal activity than others. Yes. You know, and that is actually associated with, this is interesting, mum, less active facial expressions. Okay, so when you're depressed, you show less expressions on your face. And I understand, well, if someone's listening, they think, but, you know, I have depression. This I don't know how to get out of it. This is something that afflicts me. But... Actually, there are things that we can do. The vagus nerve lists depression. But you see, last session we talked about how love stimulates your vagus nerve. But love is a verb. Love is something you do. Mm. And so they even say just, you know, science has uncovered that just the act of smiling, that facial expression, Mm. actually does amazing things in your body. It lifts Mm. your serotonin. Chemicals are released that actually can make you happier. It actually improves your health. And so, you know, it's like the chicken and the egg thing, but I have depression, so I'm not smiling. But what about smiling and actually stimulating these things? Mm. We have to combat these things. Amen. Yes, I believe so much in that, Pearlie. In fact, I love to encourage mothers to smile at your children. It's so easy to get a frown on our face because children do so many crazy things all day long. They, they're just, you know, kind of climbing the walls and being disobedient and doing this. And you've got this frown on your face and, you know, stop doing that. And you're trying to keep them all in control. Oh, goodness me. And that doesn't help you and it doesn't help your children. But try smiling. You know, when... If you're just looking at your children and maybe they're being good and you think, wow, goodness me, I can go and do something. But, you know, just smile at them. Don't smile at them uh, just because of a reason. Smile at them just because you want to smile at them because um, it will, as you say, that bl- that activates this this vagus nerve how amazing and uh, i have found even without knowing that in the past that smiling is revolutionary because sometimes you can feel lousy and you don't feel like smiling and you feel the opposite but you smile anyway and your action changes your whole attitude your Action changes your attitude. Most people wait for a feeling to then do something. If you wait for feelings, you half the time you won't love. Half the time you won't smile. All these things you don't do because you feel like them. You do because they're the right thing to do. And as you do, you then get the feelings and your attitude is changed. Yes, yes. And that's, you know, growing up, that's all you taught us and I'm so thankful for it that because I have felt many feelings of like I I, I once did a personality test and they called me a a, a, what is melancholy melancholy nature right but that's not Christ's nature in me that was just a nature from some sort of test when you actually put on the mind of Christ Mm. 
his mind is not depressed. His mind is not gloomy. So when we put on something like that and put off the other, um, that's the swap that we need to do. No matter if we just think, but I have depression, but I, my nature is not to be all blubbly. I don't, I'm not just one of those cheery people. But we can do these things. And, and, and here, and that's another, I read the scripture this very, this very morning. It, it's, it comes back to the word and it says, put off the old man with all its deeds and put on the new man, which is Christ in you. And there it is. Okay, we, we get the science, but we don't even really need it because it's there in the word if we will only just do it. But you see, it is a doing. If you sit around feeling just how you feel. No, you've actually got to put off and you've got to put on, yes. don't you? And um, but but okay, so that's scripture. And but just to watch how science backs it up again, this is incredible, Mum. And it goes along with what you're saying. So they did a study and they measured vagal tone. They they measured how well the vagus was working. And people, there's ways to measure it. So very interesting. So they got some people because they thought, well, meditating is good. You know, meditating. We can meditate on scriptures, but in the secular term, meditating is just considered. Calming your mind, slowing your breathing, those things. Okay, so they had one group, people just calming themselves down and meditating. The other group of people, they told them to think positive emotions about other people in their life, or they told them to actually think thoughts of hope and joy. So they measured these two groups of people. And of course, you know what happened, right? The vagal tone. Only the vagal tone in the people that were meditating barely showed a response. The vagal tone in the people that were told to put on thoughts of hope and joy showed a remarkable response. Isn't that incredible the way it backs up the scriptures? So I would say for anyone right now, maybe you are pregnant. Maybe you aren't feeling thoughts of complete giddiness over it. Maybe your life is tough and and maybe, you know, you're not feeling like you have love for others right now. You don't feel it. But what if you put on that and you know what if you just hold your belly right now and just think thoughts of beautiful love toward that baby, beautiful love towards your family and you're passing on a higher vagal tone and you're doing what you're created for, which is to love. You were designed to love. We're going to talk about that later on because this is my big thing. I made my big cliffhanger that I want to bring at the end. But mum, you were talking about smiling, right? And smiling is good. Turns on the vagal tone, turns turns it up. You get better, you get healthier. But what's better than that? It's like we talked about the firm handshake or the strong hug. Laughing. Laughing is another one and it powerfully turns on your vagal nerve. It activates the parasympathetic nervous system and triggers the tend and befriend response linked to the healthy tone in your vagus nerve. Just 10 minutes of laughter is sufficient to trigger mental and physical health benefits. Smiling does too, but to a lesser extent. Yes, okay. Now, how do you get to laugh? Now, because it is true, and studies have been done, that show that children naturally laugh so much more than adults. And the old, you know, as people get to adults, and I guess because they start to take on responsibility and the cares and the burdens of raising a family, and somehow you can often just not laugh so much. Well, I have to confess, um, most probably, you know, I laugh more 
when I was younger, and and uh, but I love to laugh, and um, I do laugh. But I, I think, okay, let's get down to the nitty gritty. How do you get to laugh more? Well, I, I guess you allow yourself to laugh when you're in with others that you love, and laughter is a form of loving, isn't it? Really, yes. you know, I laugh more than any any other time. I laugh when I'm with my sons. My sons just. Make me laugh and laugh and laugh. I don't know. They're just so funny to me. But I, it's a decision in my head. I always go around saying to Serene and others, oh, my sons are just so funny. I've decided they're funny. So when they're in the room, they're funnier than ever. It's a decision. And they are naturally funny. But because I think they're funny, my body is just wired to laugh whenever they're in the room. You know, because it's a thought that I have, have put about them. And, and going back to those thoughts in our heads, you know, the way we we think about others. So that study showed that people had to think good thoughts about others in their lives. That's been a huge thing for me in my marriage. Um, (laughs) There's this, I could think many ways about my husband because in a way I could think that he's, I'll give you a little story. I could think that he's a control freak or the other side of it. I could think that he's so cute and caring. There's two different ways to look at it, right? Because he loves to go to the grocery store with me. He just likes being with me. So sometimes you go to the grocery store with me. Her, Pearlie's husband, really, um, he just wants to be with her every minute of his life. He just loves Pearlie. (laughs) But it wasn't always like that, actually. He's always loved me, but he didn't need to be with me so much. That's developed over years, and it's been a beautiful thing. But... Okay, so he'll go to the grocery store with me and I'm just the sort that throws everything in the cart. I just throw, I don't know what goes on the eggs, but it all makes it home fine and I've never had a problem. But my husband will go to the grocery store with me and suddenly like, well, don't do that. Well, what are you doing? You don't put that on the bread and he'll shuffle things around. Cold goes with cold and the eggs and bananas have to go on the front of the cart. And what? You put the can over there and he'll start getting looks on his face like, what are you, an idiot? Like in the middle of the grocery store. And at first, I'm like, why does he even want to come with me if he wants to boss me around? And like, does he not think? Does he think I'm an idiot? I get the groceries home. You know, all these thoughts in my head, like people are looking at him like he's all getting red in the face. (laughs) And I'm like, what a control freak, you know, all these thoughts going into my head. And then one day I thought, he's coming here to be with you. He's so cute and caring. Isn't he funny? Oh my goodness, look at that man. And so I just looked at instead I used to get silent treatment. Like by the time we were in the like countertop, like paying for the groceries, I was all like, oh, I'm just not going to talk to him on the way home. You know, and I decided, I just looked it up in him. And one day and we were like, he was doing his thing. And I said, you're so cute. You're so cute, honey. And I just started laughing about it. So he gave me this mischievous look. Like he knew he was being sort of over the top. <laughs> and um, and he just gave me this look and we looked at each other over the grocery cart and it was like we fell in love again. It was just, and then since then, you know, I know he's going to be control freak about the groceries. I let him do it. I just stand there. I laugh at him. I think he's cute. We go to the counter. We're all like cuddling and everyone's like, wow, how long have you been married? And I'm like, oh, 26 years, you know. But it's what I decide to think about him. He's either a control freak or he's cute and caring. No, I love my cute and caring husband. He's not a control freak. He just wants to go to the grocery store with me. And so I'm turning my vagus nerve on. And, yeah. but, but when I did this, I didn't know about the vagus nerve. But now I realized, okay, so, so that, that helped my marriage. And so when our children are like being crazy, 
we can think, oh, my children are out of control. I really, I'm a bad mother. I just don't know how to do this. Look at them. You know, they were born with a oh, strong, rebellious spirit, weren't they? Or we can think, aren't they hilarious? Oh my goodness, this is really great for me that I get a, you know, a strong-spirited child to train up and, and oh, man, God's going to use that child, but I have to, I have to, you know, certainly implement some discipline. But isn't this fun? I'm so blessed to have that strong-spirited child. Yes. Oh, yes. It all really comes back to how we think, doesn't it? Yes. And uh, so we are programmed. Well, God wants to program us to think uh, positively, to think his thoughts. I, I'm often challenged by that scripture in Isaiah 55, where it says that my thoughts are not your thoughts and my ways are not your ways, saith the Lord, and, and uh, my ways are higher. And often we're bringing, well, we don't even have God in our economy, or if we do, we're bringing him down to where we are, to our sort of fearful and negative thoughts. And But no, we've got to come up to where he is. And uh, I think this is all part of it. Yes. And another thing, we're talking about other things other than love to turn the vagus nerve on. Another thing, so we talked about, you know, the good thoughts, thinking good thoughts and laughter and smiling and the strong hug. Another thing, it backs up the scriptures once again. It's just amazing. Gratitude. Yes. So gratitude turns yes. on your vagus nerve. And isn't it amazing? The Bible tells us how many times to give thanks. Oh, give thanks yes. with a grateful heart. Mm. So we be thankful. And if we're, you know, mm. give thanks before meals, which I forget sometimes. But give thanks for everything multiple yes. times. We were designed in a certain way. Mm. And when we get out of that way, these things happen. Listen, I'm not saying you have a disease because you're not thankful. I'm not saying that at all. Mm. But I'm saying we can practice these things that we were designed for. We were designed to laugh. We were designed to give thanks. We were designed to love. Mm. And we forget them. Absolutely. And, 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 when we, and when we live the way we were designed, and as the Bible tells us, mm. well, the health wells up within us because mm. that's our design, Mum. Yes, and when you're giving thanks, you're usually smiling. You can't, you know, thank the Lord with a with a pan face and depressed face. No, it, it changes even your face. And even when you're thanking someone else, you're thanking your husband for taking out the garbage or whatever he's doing, you thank him or you're thanking your children. Um, you know, a smile comes on your face. It does. And it all just goes together. First Thessalonians 5.18 says, In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. It gets personal. <laughs> concerning you. And, um, oh, I remember a little story here. And uh, we had this um, family, a missionary family. They are originally from Rwanda, come to visit us. Well, now they live nearby and very much part of our whole fellowship. But that was a few years ago. They came to visit and they also popped over. There's my word pop again. <laughs> they popped over to see Evangeline and Howard and the family and they noticed something. Oh, and, and uh, Nadia came and expressed it to me. She said, I notice how their children 
are so thankful. And uh, when they say thank you, they don't say, oh, thank you. They oh, thank you so much. And um, actually, you, at Christmas time, it's quite amazing to be amongst them when they're opening their presents. And, you know, they'll open a little present from one of their siblings and they'll go over and give them a hug and say, oh, thank you so, so much. Much. And I guess that sounds a bit over the top. But anyway, you can't really be over the top in thankfulness. And so anyway, they thought, OK, we're going to do this. And so they started to do it. And I remember they had been staying with us for a few days and it was time to go. And we walked downstairs to wave them goodbye, as we do with everyone who comes to our home, even if they come for a meal, because uh, we live upstairs, downstairs is where we have above rubies and we don't just say when it's time to go okay bye it was great to have you no we will always walk downstairs with our guests we go out to the car we wait for them all to get in and that can take time if they've got six seven eight children and they're getting them all in the car and then we will wave goodbye i believe you know, that's part of hospitality. But anyway, so they were all in their van and they were going to wave goodbye and they all put their heads out the window and said, thank you so, so much. And they had great big smiles on their faces and they were laughing because it was fun, so fun to yeah. do it like that. So it releases smiles, it releases fun and it releases joy and it, it makes you over the top, but the more over the top you are, the more you're going to release that Vegas I know. No. no, and you're right about the chances. You know, that's uh, my sister Vange and her yeah. children, and they're known for it. We take them off, and we, we all, you know, pretend to be the Johnsons. We all say, thank you so much. <laughs> Whenever they're her children would come to, you know, for snacks in my house, I'd just give them a little, like, piece of dry bread or something. <laughs> like, Auntie Pearl, thank you so much. But it's important. What what is Vange doing instilling that in her children? She's creating health in them for life. Like my daughter Meadow now, our little grandson, Warren, he's learning to talk. And I'm so proud of him because they've taught him thanks. So every time now, and he, we just watched him for a couple of days while they went away for their anniversary. And he he calls me Prissy because my name, second name's Priscilla. So that's my Nana name. And so he's like, Tanku Prissy. And it's just like, it melts my heart. But yeah. everything you give him is Tanku Prissy or Tanku Grandpa. And it's, and it's really important that we do that with our children. And I'm just so proud of that. Um, so oh, yes, but yeah. here's another thing, mum, we're going to yeah. get through them all singing. Oh, oh. Yes. Singing yes. and humming yes. turns I, on the vagus oh, nerve. Guess what? I even read, can you believe it, gargling? Yes, gargling. <laughs> gargling does. Isn't that oh, interesting? I hate that sound of gargling. <laughs> Gargling's actually really good for yes. you. It, it, it actually tones the muscles in your neck and your yes. and, um, and all of that. And as you get older, and we all, all those muscles start to relax and lose their tone. We should gargle more. Ooh. Yes, we should let gargamel can stop snoring and it can stop a lot of wow. things. That, um, you know how a lot of people wow, wear... That's the... a secret, ladies. Yeah. Maybe you can tell your husband that one. Yes, 30 <laughs> seconds, uh, um, like after you brush your teeth, just gargle some water. Just gargle twice oh. a day. I've, I've started doing that. Wow, that's so yes. interesting. Um, now, singing. Well, that's all right for you, Pearlie, because you're a beautiful singer. But you know what? You wouldn't believe it. Now, I actually mothered Serene and Pearl, who were 
signed by a record company when they before they were married and they went out on their singing careers and how they ever came to be signed by a record company because they had a mother who used to sing to them out of tune. <laughs> I know, you're hilarious. You're not a great singer, but I love your singing, Mum. I loved it all my life. It's so out of tune. I don't even know how you could try to be that out of tune, actually, if you tried. But it's so good. And it doesn't matter if you can sing, but guess what? You know how we talked about a hug and a strong hug or a smile and then there's a laugh or you know, a handshake and then a firm handshake. There's singing to turn on your vagus nerve, but guess what turns it on more? Singing at the top of your lungs. And isn't that interesting? You know, my whole life in church, Dad... You were brought up that way because my husband, he's one of nine children, and uh, they were dairy farmers in New Zealand, and the children all used to sing in the cow shed as they milked the cows. And neighbours you know, mile or more away, could hear them. His family have always sung at the top, yeah, at the top of their voices. And isn't it wonderful? Oh, I I think my favorite thing in life is to be in that family when they are singing hymns at the top of their voices and all in harmony. It's unbelievable and that's something he's always instilled and even at church even to this day come on everybody sing with all your hearts and he can't stand just that's what i'll always remember of my dad i mean singing that in when i come here to church we come to (laughs) dad dad and mum's church you know i'm always sometimes a bit late and i'm walking in and everyone's already singing who do i hear above this there's the rest of the people and then there's my dad and you and he's like a 10,000 times stronger than everybody else, but it always brings a smile to my face. And my dad, is, he's 80 and he's always been in good health. He uses his, he stimulates his vagus nerve. Yeah. And then always around the house, dad was singing. And yes, I, I love it. You know, he, he does it a lot. And I, I said to him, do it. It's, you don't have to uh, feel embarrassed to do this, but he'll be preaching and he'll start singing yes, a song. It. And I just say, do it more because it's so beautiful. Yes. But, you know, I was thinking about this singing business, Pearlie. You know, you see, everything that God has planned, the devil hates. And just think what's happening now, that there's this mandate in so many leftist states to stop singing in churches. Now, where does that come from? It comes from the devil, because God wants us to sing at the top of our voices, and not just personally, but sing together. Well, sing that's, together. that's what studies say. Oh, really? Yes. See, we know it already, <laughs> but know. tell us the study. Well, they said singing with a group of people. Yes. yes actually, yes. it is the most profound way. Yes. And so that's what, you know, we were remembering dad with his brothers and sisters. Yes. But in church, when I come to church now, because I understand this, yes. not just because God tells me to sing to him and all through the scriptures, sing mm. to the Lord all year, mm. you know, sing, sing, sing. But I sing, I'm taking my dad, I'm taking it, you know, I'm wearing the mantle of my dad because I just sing, I don't care. People look at my kids, look at me strange, like what's mum doing? (laughs) I sing at the top of my lungs. I don't care if it sounds good anymore. It's you and Serene and Vangeline all singing at the top of your voices. (laughs) Yes, but you know what? It's amazing. I've just read this over the weekend. Um, 
first of all, I was so upset. And I read how these, um, these group of Christians from a church up in um, Moscow, uh, yes, ladies, it's not in Moscow country, but in Moscow, Idaho, USA, they planned um, to have a psalm sing just outside somewhere. It was, you know, in the city. And the police came along and arrested three of the organizers and they went to jail. And all they were doing is just singing. They only sang three hymns. They weren't doing it for long, but they just wanted to be able to sing. And anyway, so, oh, I was very devastated to think that, help, this is not in, are we already becoming a communist country? But anyway, then there was another um, uh, just picture and they uh, what happened was after they got arrested they decided okay we are not giving in to this so they planned another psalm sing for the next night and hundreds and hundreds came out and you can hear them they were singing at the top of their voices it was beautiful but they had to too because um, protesters came along and they had these terrible drums that were trying to drum them out but no you could hear them singing uh, above that and it was so uh, wonderful but you see we're seeing this in our nation at the moment it, it's so sad to think that they're stopping us from singing hymns together which is what God wants and will bless us. Yes, and it's all the things we were created to do. So another yes. thing, Mum, because we've only got five minutes. Help. And I've got to get to my big thing, but I'm going to tell you something right now. It's just yeah. going to blow your mind. Oh, help. Okay, so they they took two groups of women once again, and women who were breastfeeding and women who weren't currently breastfeeding. So guess which had the higher vagal tone? Breastfeeding stimulates the vagus wow. nerve. Isn't that amazing? That is so exciting. Oh, all you mothers who are nursing your baby as you're listening. Don't you love hearing that? Oh, when you're just doing what God created you to do, you're being so blessed. Yeah, it's blessed, isn't it? Oh, isn't it a privilege? Yes. Isn't it wonderful? Oh. And, and, so it, and so you don't try and wean your baby. You know, <laughs> so many people we, in our society today, it's, oh, get your baby sleeping through the night. You know, just wean your baby at a certain time. No, you... You let your baby wean when your baby is ready to wean. A, a nursing baby needs to nurse throughout the night. And, and just think, every single time your baby comes to the breast again, your vagus nerve is being turned on to bless your body. And it's like a vaccine against all diseases. You see, we don't need vaccines if we live the way God intended. Yes, and it's all natural. It's all the yes. natural God design. And, yes. and isn't that amazing? And, and so it comes back to love again. And that's what I want to end with is, you know, breastfeeding is a form of love. It's pouring yes, out our love yes. to our child. No wonder it stimulates the vagus nerve. It's yes. a given, you know. But yes. this was my download. I was thinking. And that would be for the baby too, wouldn't yes. it? Yes. Oh, absolutely. Mm. 
But I was thinking about all these ways I could show more love in my, in my family. And yes, show my love to my husband. Show love to people, strangers at the grocery store. Even I was just want to be just a, like a, a love crazy woman. And, but then I was thinking about it. If giving and receiving love with others helps our health so immensely, but just think of what a love relationship with God does. Mm. I was thinking that the scriptures describe God as love itself. Love mm. is a person. He's the author of this love, the ultimate source of it. And, you know, John 4, 7 and 8, for greater clarity, said, For love is God. Everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. But he who does not love does not know God, for God is love. Mm. And all the science is trying to figure out, well, love does this, love does that. But without God... They'll never get it. Mm, yeah. You know, <laughs> he's the author of it, the finisher of it. And I, I, I so I just started looking at all the scriptures, you know, yeah. about about love. And we've all looked at them. But now mm. I was looking them at, at a new light. Mm. His love for us is so vast and true. Mm. John 3, 16 says, God so loved the world. That's mm. why he gave his son. We can bask in this love all night and all day long. And that's what I just decided to do. You know, when we wake up in the night mm. And, you know, you have to go to the bathroom or whatever you have to do. I just just realized God loves me. Mm. He loves me and I love him and just bask in this. Mm. And it's going to turn the vagus nerve on. And, and it's not just we do this just because we want our vagus nerves turned on, but we're in this love relationship. Mm. It's constantly on tap. We are never without this love. It's mm. constant. The word tells us that he loved us first, 1 John 4, 19. His love is perfect. Mm. His love casts out fear, it says. His love never ceases. That's mm. lamentations. It has been lavished upon us, 1 John. Mm. It is everlasting, Jeremiah. Mm. It is great, Ephesians tells us. Mm. Nothing can separate us from it, Romans tells us. Mm. It has been poured into our hearts. It endures forever. It is unfailing. It covers our sins. It mm. compels us. He quiets us with his love. Mm. His banner over us is love. The earth is filled with his love. And when I realized these scriptures, I was just like, I am the most blessed woman in the world. When I think of this love, I'm in this love relationship with God and it pours out to my loved ones. It pours out to the stranger on the street, mm. but it comes from him. Mm. And um, that just blew my mind that if I dwell on that, that if I don't take it for granted, it's also going to stimulate my health because that's the way I was designed. I was designed to be in love with my creator. Mm. Amen. And yes, perfect love casts out fear. And I think, you know, we are seeing this in our nation today. We're, we're seeing, you know, what has happened through this virus and how it's brought fear, which has come through our fake media and so on. They have been wanting to put fear in people's hearts. This comes from the enemy. We have to see where things come from. Love is of God. For God is love, and perfect love casts out fear. Dear precious ones listening today, embrace God. And, and those, those words of fear that are coming through in our nation, coming through our fake media, coming through uh, people who don't know God, don't receive them. Realize that all this fear-mongering comes from the enemy. And as Pearl has been saying, this, you know, the releasing, the activating of this uh, happens firstly in our homes. 
with this intense loving of our husbands, these strong uh, loves and hugs to our husband, to our children. And it begins in the home. But, you know, Pearlie was saying how she just wants to go out and wherever she goes, reveal this love. And, And you see, that's another thing where you see the enemy at work, where he is seeking to stop that. And instead of the revelation of the people of God going out to the supermarket when we go to get our groceries and here and there, going out smiling, just smiling, you know, to people and giving those words of encouragement and and touch. and, And even with people we don't know, this is what we're meant to do instead. We're all masked up. And you know, that's from the enemy. That is from the enemy. I was just reading this morning. Romans 8. Romans 8. And it is. Where is it? Romans 8. And it's verse 19. For the earnest expectation of the creature waiteth for the manifestation of of the sons of God. You know, the world is groaning, waiting to see the revelation. That word in the Greek actually means the unveiling, the uncovering, the disclosure of the sons of God. Now, as we are moving more and more toward the end time. We don't know how long it will be, if there is still much time. or We don't know, but it's moving toward the end. And the more and more it is moving, the more there is that necessity for the revelation, the unveiling, the uncovering of the sons of God. And that's going to happen through revealing his love, and his smiles, and his truth, and and everything of who he is. And you know, we can't do it when we're masked up. That is from the devil. I believe that we are meant to be uncovered. We cannot even reveal. We cannot manifest. We cannot do it unless we are uncovered and unveiled. Because it's through our face that we smile, we love, We reach out. We cannot do it with covered faces. And so we need to realize where we are in this nation at the moment. Okay, this comes back to the home. And and ultimately, this, this is going to change your whole home atmosphere. But you see, what's in the home, it goes out. And we take it out. And we take it out with unveiled face to just look at people and love them and smile at them and bring uh, the revelation of the image of God to them. That's why we're here on this earth, aren't we? Say something at the end and then we'll pray. Oh, no, I mean, I'm inspired and that's so true. I mean, I understand like people in healthcare situations, they have to, we're not talking about that, but we are talking about going out about our daily lives. Yeah, and yeah. Um, but yeah, that's Amen. that's great, man. So, oh, lovely ladies, I know you've been blessed, and uh, I just trust that you can just open up your heart and and every part of your being, and just say, oh, I'm just going to just just live how God intended to me. I'm just going to love tangibly 
and uh, touching with my hands and with my eyes and with my mouth and with my smiles and with every part of my being, my husband, my children, and everyone I meet wherever I go. Oh, may the Lord help us. Father, we thank you, Lord, that um, it's amazing, Lord, that science begins to teach us what you have already shown in your word, the way we are created to live, the way you created our bodies. Lord, right from the very beginning, pregnancy, how, Lord, even our attitudes in, as we're pregnant will affect, Lord, our little baby as it is born and then nursing the baby at the breast and how this is releases this activation of this nerve. Lord, we thank you. How beautiful, Lord. Oh, God, help every mother to understand these things, these beautiful things that you designed. And Lord, that they will just be able to embrace them with all their heart and not try to stop them, but just enjoy them as long as they can. And, and Lord, to just uh, just move into a whole new realm uh, with their husbands and with their children and in their home life, uh, Lord, uh, and teach us more day and by day, Father, of the way you intend us to live. In the name of Jesus, Amen. In 